Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Learn to trust. Hang out with us um, once again. And Jeremy, a uh, busy time of year for you, to, to say the least, right now, huh? It's uh, yeah, cra- quite crazy right now, but uh, it is what it is, and we are where we are, and we're going to do the best we can. Wow, that was some real coach speak there, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm learning from the best. That was that, that was <laughs> very, your that was your we're on to Cincinnati if I've ever heard yeah, it. Yeah, very right? very impressive. So I just saw Santa Claus upstairs. By the hey, way, hey it, everybody's here. It, I, it, cocky's here. <laughs> um, Mason from the Fireflies is here. I saw the Nutcracker earlier. There's a lot of folks <laughs> in the building. Um, who's busier, Santa or Jeremy Smith? <laughs> Ooh, that's a that's it's debatable a push right question. Now. It's a push. I'm gonna uh, vote for myself. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was trying to have a conversation with Jeremy, and his, he kept looking down at his phone, but it was just blowing <laughs> up. How, with, uh, how many how many text messages a day? Rough estimate. Ooh, um, probably 100, 150. It's a lot, and it's hard to keep track, too, and, and scroll down and make sure I'm answering the right person. I'm scared to death I'm going to put something out there to the wrong person <laughs> and, uh, and really make a fool of myself because uh, that's just who I am. We, we we trust your ability to yeah no ninety nine percent of the time yeah ninety nine percent of the time but I am human so yeah it sure. happens it uh, does so yeah tell how, how's everything going um, it's going know, really good I mean it's it's going really good I I think you know um, I try to do my best to to stay off social media um, because obviously there's a lot of narratives that are out there that are obviously uh, I will you know that aren't true there's a lot of things out there and speculations that. Uh, um, could have some possibility to it and so forth, but um, until um, everything is locked and loaded, uh, we're still in flux on on bringing uh, back the the players that were on the port, uh, excuse me, that were on the team last year. And retention is the number one focus, uh, and we're working through that with a lot of players. Um, and then also um, we have players coming in um, that are in the portal uh, this weekend and and next. And so hopefully we can. Uh, when I say we, I really mean the 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 coaches um, can really. Uh, convince them that this is the right place to be, and then we'll work with them um, if it makes sense uh, after they're enrolled at USC. When you um, sort of look at where the Garnet Trust is right now, December 2023, compared to last year, um, and I know it's all you're always working towards a goal. Right, right. We'll get an update on uh, where South Carolina is on the possibly reaching that match that could be a $2 million windfall, but I know you still you always want more, but I, I gotta think y'all are like okay. Thank goodness we're not where we were a year ago. Yeah, it's so funny. I was actually talking to to one of the players today, and uh, we hadn't had the opportunity to work with them uh, yet. So I felt like it's important to give them a little history lesson. And um, yeah, it's crazy uh, where we are today versus where we were when we finished twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three as a whole. And I know we're still in the calendar year, but from a from an athletics perspective, it was a it was tough. It was really the first year that we. Um, went hard to to raise a considerable amount of money. We made some changes uh, structurally uh, with the Garnet Trust and added the foundation piece. Um, but uh, it, it was a it was a definitely an uphill battle, and uh, we're we're starting to see the fruits of our labor, and hope that continues because uh, we're going to need it if we want to succeed uh, on the football field. Yeah, I remember. Garnet, so Garnet Trust actually launched what about two years and a month ish right. ago. Yep, and just knowing 
you know, the the genesis of it. <laughs> and, like, even the types of deals and, like, you know, some of the amounts and things like that that were being done. I mean, it, it was very small. Like, there was, like, a handful of players. Yep. Yeah. Talking small money and very where small. it is now is crazy. Right. I mean, to be completely honest, there, there wasn't a lot of players that got a 1099, meaning they, they earned less than yeah. $600 for the whole year. So, yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was definitely different. Um, but uh, we're we're in a different spot now. Uh, again, if we can keep this uh, this cart moving, uh, I think we're going to be in a really good spot going into uh, the twenty twenty four calendar year. So we've obviously been staying on top of everything going on with the transfer portal, and the confirmation of guys coming back has been seeing that they've come to a new deal with the Garnet Trust. Guys like Boogie, Jalen Kilgordon, just in the past couple of days, are are some of the ones that you guys have tweeted out. When do these conversations start, negotiations? How does all that come to be before ultimately coming to these agreements with these guys here as of late? Yeah, you know, great question. So, I mean, really what we ended up doing was we obviously took all the stats from 2023 and said, okay, this is kind of what we raised. These were the shortfalls. This is where we think we can um, do a better job. And we started talking to different business partners that we work with to see what kind of incremental revenue or sustainable revenue we can get from them. We kind of put together a budget. We kind of laid out all the athletes that we had worked with in the past, the ones that were graduating, the ones we had not been able to work with as much as we wanted to from the previous year. And, and, and obviously in talking with the, with the coaches uh, in the football building specifically, wanted to make sure that we focused in on, on definitely retaining uh, the roster that we have uh, now and want to make sure that especially the players that we didn't get to work with as much as we wanted in 2023, uh, we want to make sure that we're set up uh, to work with them in 2024. Your million-dollar match donor wants to remain anonymous, but um, how, how thankful are you? <laughs> for he or she yeah i i mean i'm over the over the moon excited that uh, we have this uh opportunity and it's obviously showing some s- significant momentum for us um so very thankful to that individual um i honestly don't know the individual's name you don't uh, either wow. i actually don't know the individual's name no and but i'm looking forward to meeting them um when all said and done because this is a this was a big one for us um uh it came at a very important time um and we need to continue to uh to push that so that when the uh, um, signing day is here on the 20th, that's when this uh, program is ending, uh, that we, we have uh, the financial resources to make sure that we uh, take care of the players that uh, we really want to work with. So since you don't know this person's name, when this came about, how skeptical were you, were you that this was actually legit? I wasn't at all, actually. At no, all. no. They, they – we, we were able someone you know it's not that I don't know it's not that I I just haven't asked to be honest with you I don't have time to to, <laughs> to dig into that kind of stuff I'm just I'm, I'm thankful for the money and obviously I'll, I'll do my best to build a, a strong relationship with that person to thank them over and over again because they really are changing uh, a lot of uh, of our potential success in, in, in the right way so um, yeah it, it's uh, it's exciting and look forward to, to getting to know them and and hopefully next time I'm on here I, I know the person's name and not that I'll reveal it per se, but at least I'll uh, be able to tell you a little bit more about who they are. Well, you do have some plausible deniability by just not knowing the name, so you can't accidentally drop it yeah, in the air. Right absolutely, now. no. It's very, so. very easy to do. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna step in it today. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, that should be everybody's goal each day when they wake up. Just <laughs> we're not gonna step in it today. But um, Jeremy, the fact that not only did you get this generous uh, pledge, but the fact that it is being used to kind of maybe push some others to to get involved as well. So essentially, in these dates, as we've talked about, we're not picked at random. You can look at transfer portal opening, look at National Signing Day coming up. Uh, makes sense, but if if you give ten dollars right now, it's you're like you're giving twenty. Yeah, you're, and uh, if I understand correctly, if you're going to give, if you sign up for a monthly 
at this point, then that's going to kind of be uh, counted absolutely for the next year. Is yeah. that right? Uh, the yeah, absolutely. So yeah, if you if you give on a monthly basis, we'll use ten dollars a month as an example. We're going to count that as one hundred and twenty dollars. So that's really going to be equal to two hundred and forty dollars. Uh, and then some folks uh, who want to obviously give, but maybe timing is off. If they can make a pledge for us in 2024, that will also go towards it. Uh, we're more than welcome to work with someone who says, you know, I'd love to give, you know, $25,000, but I can't do it until September of 2024. Great. Give us a call. Reach out to us, info at garnettrust.com, and we'll work with you to to make that official, and we'll add that to the pot, and that will get uh, doubled So, so the, matched. The ways to do this. I just want to be clear on it. You can join Garnet Trust as a as a member, monthly member, or right. an annual member. Correct. Right? Um, kind of like you join Gamecock Central, right? Right. Uh, $10 a month, and then there are different plans on up that have different, you know, deliverables and perks that you get. You can also join with a one-time contribution, right, to Garnet Trust. Right. And then you can also donate to Garnet Trust Foundation. Yeah, that's correct. So if you're interested, we, we kind of, I mean, everyone has their their own goals, but we kind of tell people that if, it, you know, if you're going to write a check, let's call it, you know, $10,000 or more, maybe it's a few dollars less than it maybe go to the foundation. Um, if, if it's less than that, we should go to the Garnet Trust. Um, you know, there it's, it's what's important to the, to the donor, if they need that tax break or not. Um, some folks have already maxed out their tax, you know, donations for the year. So in that case, I would ask that they give to the Garnet Trust because we're able to, um, give more of that money back to the to the student athletes where the foundation we have to give a percentage of that back to uh, charities to stay compliant with the IRS and the charitable piece so I actually got to go uh, to an event the other night here in Columbia that some of the athletes were at I know you were there as well uh, that's been a pretty cool thing that maybe kind of goes under the radar oh my gosh this, yeah, right absolutely uh, I, I think it's it's one of the most exciting pieces of of what we're doing is watching these athletes go into uh, nonprofit organizations and spend time and learn about what they're doing in the community to try to uh, to try to better it. And and we're finding a lot of these uh, athletes really kind of you know find a heart for for it. And 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 I leave and find out that they had given their personal information to that charity and said, please reach out. I want to come back and and, and work with you. Uh, I know Spencer specifically last week, uh, Chris, you were at another event with us, uh, and Spencer had reached out to them and said. Hey, I know I'm not going to be here, but when I'm back in town, I'd love to come back by and spend some time uh, here at the at the nonprofit and and try to help you guys out. and And it did that all on his own, and that's kind of what we are hoping for in the charitable side of things is to really build these hearts of giving back. and And it's it's turning out to be an awesome uh, awesome situation. Jeremy, I think Spencer for a lot of people came in, and um, you know there was the stuff you saw online, obviously, and you've gotten to know him and you know his family pretty well the last couple of years. We've got to know him a little bit too. How how proud were you of Spencer? Um, just with how he handled his two years here. Obviously, he made the announcement making the jump to the NFL, but um, I think he's really just embraced the university, oh. the community, all that. But how proud of, of oh, him have I you mean, been? I, words can't even describe how how uh, impressed I am with Spencer and how much uh, we're going to miss him, and and not just on the field but off the field. He is just so. Uh, so wonderful, has just such a good heart, is such a mature young man. Um, he, he's he's been huge for this uh, for this program. Uh, I, I know he's been a, a leader from the day he got here, and uh, yeah, we're super excited for him. Can't wait to watch him play on Sundays, but definitely want him back here in Columbia as as much as he possibly can, so we can uh, you know spend more time with him. And 
and uh, and obviously get, let him get to know the new guys on the football team. Well, I thought it was pretty cool when Chris did an interview with him on the Garnet Trust Tower a couple weeks ago. He specifically said that he's going to keep his place here in Columbia, yeah. still wants to be involved in the community, what's going on with the school, that you know it wasn't just like, hey, going to be here for a year or two, then go off to the NFL. Like He's truly been not only embraced by the community itself, but been a, been a part of it himself and wants to continue to be a part of it going forward. Absolutely. And I think there, there's a lot of people that miss this, that, you know, when you come to the University of South Carolina, we're not the biggest state, we don't have the most money, but when you come to the University of South Carolina and you commit yourself to the university, um, South Carolinians will take good care of you for life. And, 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 and Spencer falls into that bucket. And there's a lot of folks that, uh, a lot of players that are from the state of South Carolina who stayed here when they could have had an opportunity to transfer to carry on Joyner being one of those types of players. And he's set for life, whether or not he makes the league. And, and, and we all hope that he does, but if he doesn't, he's always going to have a home, uh, here in, in South Carolina, you know, job offers, et cetera, et cetera, which I think is, is so important. Uh, and, and I wish more of the, uh, student athletes, uh, you know, paid attention to that because that's a huge uh, opportunity for the future. All right, we'll have more with Jeremy Smith as the Garden Trust Hour rolls on here on your Thursday on the game on the 107.5 The Game app. Welcome back in. It is the Garden Trust Hour. Tyler Wesson, Chris, along with you, Jeremy Smith from the Garnet Trust, hanging out with us on this Thursday morning. Uh, we obviously always keep up with the headlines going on with NIL. We've talked with you plenty about what's been going on up in Washington with Congress and everything like that. And a kind of out of nowhere thing came up on, on Monday, I believe, Monday or Tuesday, when uh, the new president of the NCAA, Charlie Baker, put out this proposal of this pretty, I'd say, radical approach to maybe NIL down the line with yep. schools buying in and having this match of thirty thousand dollars to roughly half the student athletes that you have and you know kind of a way to maybe separate some of the power schools from some of the schools on the lower end and obviously it's an it's an idea at this point in time we don't know if it'll ever come to fruition but but very much um i don't want to say out of left field but very proactive for the ncaa to propose something like this where they've largely sat on their hands for so many years it seems like yeah and and anything i'm about to say with regards to government laws etc is way above my pay grade so uh please give me a little bit of grace here on that but uh but yeah it, it did it came out of nowhere and I think you'll even see uh yesterday uh some of the conference uh, uh chairs were a little bit taken by it they weren't you know privy to this coming out ahead of time so they saw it just like the public did um I you know I I do think the NCAA is 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 trying um it's really hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube but um, you know, they're, they're trying in some ways. They really want uh, Congress to intervene uh, and help set a law. And what Charlie um, proposed is going to, you know, half that that's going to have to happen. And, and again, I don't know with an election year uh, coming up if, if they're going to be that focused on trying to pass legislation regarding NIL. Uh, in 2024. So I don't know. Some people I talked to thought it was just hot air. Some people thought that it was a step in the right direction. Uh, I kind of like want to sit back and kind of watch it before I make any uh, personal decisions on that. But uh, mm -hmm. I do think at least in principle, it, it is moving the conversation the right way. I, I've been kind of intrigued guys about um, j just the casual fan and how they feel about college football right now. And I, I think there's a lot of people out there who are completely for NIL and, and are like, and especially over time, I think people have kind of acknowledged like, look, there's a lot of money flying around right. and I'm, I'm paying to go watch these players play. And um, it, it, it has not been equal in terms of the amount of money they're making for the program in school and, and what they were able to get. So, um, but, but then you, it's kind of gotten to the point where a lot of fans, you know, they're, they're rolling their eyes at, 
how it's become with the transfer portal and guys just right. bouncing around and, and kind of um, it, it almost feels like you have a new roster every year. Like like not just your typical hey a few senior you know seniors left and a few guys left. It's like every year. Well, hey, is that guy going to be back? Um, then you look at the ratings. You look at the people watching the games on TV. You look at our numbers on Gamecock Central, and you're like, people are still tuning in. Uh, but then for the greater health of college football and, and kind of the fan, part of what drives the market for these players is the passion that these fans have. Right. So, and, and I'm, I know this isn't even a question, and none of us have the answer to any of this right now, I feel like, but Jeremy, I just feel like there's got to some somewhere be kind of almost a compromise within all this of let's compensate the players, right. but let's not forget that as a whole, these fans are what help drive that market that then allows the players to have uh, that that much uh, financial value. No, no, absolutely. I mean, it, it is it has completely changed the game, um, uh, and there's plenty parts uh, to the NIL that I uh, am staunchly against. But we are where we are. We can either stick our head in the sand and, and pretend like it doesn't exist, uh, and if we do that, we're going to have a horrible product on the field or court. Um, um, as a university, um, so we, we have to make sure that we we, we play ball as best we can. Uh, but yeah, I mean the fans. Uh, there's a lot of parity in, in, in what's mm-hmm. going on with the NIL. I mean, there's a lot more uh, tuning into teams that maybe you didn't have a uh, root for necessarily just to see what's happening, you know, within that conference and so forth. I know at the beginning of the year and didn't pan out so well long term, but like everybody was watching, you know. Colorado with yep. Deion Sanders and all that kind of stuff and you're starting to see other you know programs I mean heck uh, Oregon State had a really good a really good season um, and they brought in uh, DJ from from Clemson last year so yeah I mean it's definitely changed the game um, I do think we will ultimately get back to a place that's a little bit more um, receptive um, to to the majority of the fan bases but um, you know we, we can't sit back and, and just wait for that day because mm. we'll be stumbled if mm-hmm. we do yeah and I, I think um, you, you were talking about Hey, there's some transfer portal guys coming in this weekend that that South Carolina will be recruiting. How um, I think it's important to acknowledge too, the the NIL piece is kind of a piece of the pie for for any recruit who's making a decision. Right. And and I always explain it like some guys it may be eighty percent of their decision. Some guys it might just be, hey, I I want to know that that I'm going to be taken care of here in terms of having opportunities right. in the NIL space and that I'm going to be kind of empowered to uh, to make some some cash off of my name. Um, how, how important is it just to win? When there, it's, hard, it's hard to blame the coaches if they miss on a guy if they don't have those resources backing them it is what I think is the important. It's not just, oh, we're just going to pay players to come here. It's you need to be at least in the same ballpark in terms of these players having the opportunities at the University of South Carolina compared to the opportunities they may have elsewhere. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, look, it's the the athletes that, that are looking at University of South Carolina to come to, whether it's through the portal, whether it's through high school recruiting, they're coming here for different reasons other than NIL. Is NIL part of that? Absolutely. But they're, they're coming here because they believe this is the best spot for them to um, get developed so that they can take – that next step in, in, in their career. And I, I can guarantee you every single Division One scholarship player, especially in the SEC, has has hopes and dreams to play in the NFL. Um, so they're coming here first for that. Is NIL a part of that? Absolutely. Where that falls in the pecking order, I think also 
is determines where they fit into the culture of the program. If someone's coming in and they're looking at it just from a strictly a, a financial place, I'm not quite sure that they will be the right fit in the locker room. Um, you know, we always talk about, and I think Coach Beamer says that, you know, we over me, um, you know, we, we, we want to be a collective, you know, team together that we can really fight for each other uh, on and off the field. And, uh, you know, when you start just doing it financially, you start having people who all, all, all they're doing is playing for the name on the back of their jersey, and we need to focus on the, on the one on the front. When we're talking about guys out of the transfer portal, and obviously South Carolina has not gotten anybody to commit yet in this cycle, but Weston Chris has been reporting on a number of guys, got several that are coming for visits over these next couple of days. When a guy is in the portal and we see that there's interest from South Carolina going on a visit, whatever it may be, how long does it take to maybe figure out what kind of value he would have from an NIL standpoint if he was to come here? Yeah, no. I mean, we 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 have to look at those hypotheticals. Obviously, we don't we don't talk to the student athlete until they are uh, enrolled at the University of South Carolina. So there's a lot of guessing that goes on. Um, but we've you know spent uh, a ton of time going through and pulling as much data as we can. Uh, not only with you know the the current roster, uh, whether it be through some grading um, systems like the PFF or where we're looking at it from just, you know, what we are hearing. And, and I can confirm through some of my colleagues at other collectives throughout the United States, like kind of like what they're paying, what they're paying for that position group, et cetera. And, and we're starting to get a little bit more of a community uh, amongst the collectives to where we can kind of share a little bit of that information. I think most, most of the hard dollar amounts are kept very confidential. So it doesn't compromise their, their plan, so to speak. But, but, you know, we're definitely starting to build those relationships and starting to get an, an idea of how would you value this player in your, in your program? And that helps us set the, uh, set the expectations. Yeah. And I, I think, um, for, for a lot of guys, um, Jeremy, for a lot of fans, this is this is all still somewhat new, and I, I've I think I feel like I've seen fans who were like, "I'm I'm never giving to nil." There's like a slow kind of, well, what's ten dollars a month? Yeah. Have have you have you all maybe in the last three months, six months, I don't know, whatever time window you want to go with, have you seen more and more South Carolina fans kind of saying, "Look, I, I'm just a normal dude working a normal job." But I, I want I want to get involved in this and, and do what I can. And, and how powerful could ten or twenty dollars a month be if you add you know five hundred people doing that here, another five hundred there as this thing kind of grows? Yeah, I mean we actually put the last uh, two home games put out some uh, some signs uh, in and around the stadium in Gamecock Park that kind of just broke that down. It was you know seventy seven thousand people. That's a stadium sold out stadium. If they gave an average of ten dollars a month. Um, that would equate to over $9 million, which would be more than enough money, in my opinion, to not only take care of football, but take care of all the other sports uh, here at USC. So, I mean, a, a little bit from a lot of people goes a long way. We'll continue our conversation with Jeremy Smith. Talk about some NIL fronts that are happening around the country as the Garden Trust Hour rolls along here on your Thursday on the game on the 107.5 The Game app. Trust Hour here on the game. Tyler Wesson, Chris, Jeremy Smith from the Garnet Trust hanging out with us, obviously talking all things NIL. You mentioned a few minutes ago the relationship that the Garner Trust has with other collectives around the country and kind of you know going back and forth on ideas and, and how you guys do things. Speaking of other collectives, thought it was pretty interesting reading the story in The Athletic um, yesterday. It's obviously been a tough week for Vanderbilt. They've lost a lot of talent to the transfer portal, all their starting quarterbacks, most of their production at wide receiver, several guys on defense. You know, The list goes on and on and on and on, and that's tough for them, obviously, but in turn, they've gotten a lot of people 
that are now giving to their collective, trying to build that back up. So while, again, they're losing a lot of talent, it's at least getting that spotlight on football for seemingly the first time in a while when it comes to the NAL front out there in Nashville. Yeah, and, and again, this is this is the slippery slope that, that that we talk about a lot of times. You know, you bury your head in the sand, and um, bad things happen. Uh, and I think I think you see what they're having to do. They realize, okay, if we don't do this, we're not going to be able to field a team. Uh, and you know, it's always it's an uphill battle for Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's uh, you know a different makeup of of school and 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 so forth. So you know, they, they've always you know had a hard time to be. Uh, uh, sustainable or, or, or successful year after year. So, um, yeah, this is this is going to hurt them for a little bit of time until they can build that back up and go out and get the right players that fit. Um, so, I mean, again, it just again, it's another reason why it's important for our fans to get on board now. So we're not going to have to go down the same path that uh, Vanderbilt is. All right, you, you led me to another question. So, I think it's fascinating that you talk to other collectives. Some people may say, "Oh God, why why are you talking with like quote unquote the competition?" To me, I see it kind of like, you know, how college coaches all talk. They all as a community. Yep. <laughs> you know, they're not going to give each other their game plan. Right. They're recruiting the same guy. So similar situation, but South Carolina, from a collective, from an NIL standpoint, you've got a lot of competitors out there. Some of them that are in the collective association, but. How are some of the primary competitors doing from what you've gathered? You, don't give too much away if you can't, but sure. you know, pe- people often ask, how's Clemson doing in NIL? How's Georgia doing? How's Tennessee doing? Like, give, give us a sense for that. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's the one thing I, I think we, we do kind of keep close to our chest is kind of overall what our budget numbers are. But um, within ranges, we can, we can get a pretty good, pretty good idea. But as far as the, the universities that surround us, um, you know, in the Car- in the North Carolina, in Georgia, um, et cetera, um, and within the state with uh, the the team up north, <laughs> everyone's doing pretty darn good. I mean, they're they're definitely um, every single one of them um, is is doing probably a little bit better than we are. Excuse me, where we were uh, during the 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 beginning part of twenty twenty three and and so forth. But I I do think we have a chance to to overtake them and or get on the same playing field. And we don't need to be the biggest, the richest. We don't need to have the most money because, again, they have to fit the culture. They have to come to the university for the right reasons, and that's why these awesome coaches for all sports are, are really you know big on making sure that this is the right fit for the university. Uh, but if we can stay you know somewhat competitive, I, I think we'll be just fine, and we're starting to see that trend and hope it continues. Is there a certain NIL or somebody involved in another NIL that you maybe learn more from than anybody else? Um, yeah, I, I, I will. I'll keep that, uh, that school's, uh, collective, uh, quiet, so to speak. But yeah, there's, there's a few that I talk to pretty, um, pretty consistently and we throw ideas off each other. Um, we don't compete with them. Um, so it's, it's not that, like we're sharing information, uh, that could potentially hurt one of us in a, within a, a season or so forth. Um, so, uh, to my knowledge, I don't think we've ever played that school in football. So, but yes, we, we talk, uh, a, a lot. So that's the equivalent of like the coach talking to, a school from a different conference that they're right. never going to see them, but may, right. maybe there's some crossover opponents in there that absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and and pretty beneficial, I would think, very very beneficial, and didn't have this opportunity last year to to do that, and we're starting to see that the struggles that we think we are isolated and having everyone <laughs> is having the same problems, and we're all pulling our hair out here, you know, trying to retain all the players, trying to be prepared for the portal and things of that nature. Um, we're all going through the same problems, and we it's nice. It's almost like a little bit of a therapy session to be able to talk to them and know that we're not alone. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was just thinking about all the signed graphics you guys have been able to put out lately, uh, uh, all this week, really. What what has the response been 
from fans and, and just how much do you think that helps for I don't know if notoriety is a word but just um the the atten- I know fans have been retweeting those graphics like crazy and I'm sure y'all got more followers on there because of that but just to kind of continue to expand um the knowledge the fan base has right. about how important Garnet Trust is um how important has just this week alone been for you guys? Yeah, all those graphics that, that we were able to post is because of the fans, because of the support that we're getting. Um, you know, we're not trying to rub it into anybody, anyone's face and, and, and brag about a player that's coming back or anything like that, but we want the fans to know that, you know, their support is 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 helping us tremendously. Um, and, and I know, you know, we're careful. We always ask the players if they mind if, if we put the graphic out there um, because, you know, if, a lot of times some players are like, yeah, you know what, I don't want to put it out there. They don't want to, you know, bring any uh, publicity to themselves and stuff. So we, there's players that we have done deals with that we haven't uh, put out there um, publicly yet, and maybe they want to do it on their own. But um, it's, it's been huge. Um, we, we're, we're thankful to be able to do that. Again, this is, this is a testament to all the fans and all the support we're getting um, financially that allows us to sign these players and hopefully uh, quite a few more here soon. I think You touched on this a little bit earlier in the show. But just to run it back and maybe have, you know, a, <clears throat> a little bit more detail on it. The one of the most common questions, maybe even the most common, for somebody that, whether or not they're open to NIL, they might say, "Hey, okay, I'm gonna join for ten dollars a month," or "Hey, I'm gonna make a foundation donation for fifty thousand dollars," whatever it may be. Right. The most common question is like, how do you decide how the money gets allocated? Right. And I know there's different, like on the foundation side, it's for charitable causes. You're giving money directly to charities and all that. But just generally, how would you answer that? Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's not that difficult, but it, it is difficult. So no, I, I get you. I mean, we, so we had, like, for instance, we had a, a donor uh, two days ago call us and say, Hey, I want to, I want to, I really appreciate this player. I want to give this player X. And so they earmarked that for a specific player. Um, so there's that situation. Um, sometimes the donors come in and say, hey, I want to dedicate it or allocate it, excuse me, to that specific sport. And, and so we put the money into that bucket and so forth and so on. But ultimately, we work with um, the, the the coaches on all sports to make sure that, hey, if these are, are these players that we need to um, potentially be, you know, doing NIL deals with, are they in good standing with the sport? Uh, you know, within the, the building of the sport and, and so forth and so on. So we, we really look to the, the coaches to make sure that we are allocating the money to the right players. Um, as far as the amounts go, um, we work directly with the athlete. Um, and uh, if they have representation uh, and or to my point earlier, we can find out what a you know a market value is for a player like that and try to get as close to the, to the bullseye as we can. We're not perfect. Um, we wish we could give a player more. I tell every single one of them, no matter how much money, we're able to um, provide to you through the work you do uh, with the collective. It's never enough. You're always going to be worth more. Don't put a dollar amount on your head. Yeah. Is there anybody that is giving and wanting it to go to a specific place, specific player, anything like that, uh, or does yeah. everybody kind of understand that it's no? More of a I general mean, fund? yeah, it's. I would say that the gen the general um, the the general public is giving it to a. Uh, to to just NIL as a whole, right? Uh, I would say a good, mo- most of that's actually going to football, uh, which is understandable. Football is the largest sport here, but obviously you get people who are diehard men bas- men's basketball fans. I mean, 
Coach Paris has done an awesome job, you know, in year two so far. Uh, Coach Daly, obviously, is a legend. Uh, a lot of people want to give directly to her. Um, we have folks that want to give to women's women's golf, uh, women's soccer, men's go- uh, soccer. I mean, we, we have fans that want to give to those specific sports, and so we make sure that that money gets allocated accordingly. But, yes, I mean, like, uh, like I said a minute ago, there is – very specific individuals who they want to give them their money to. Um, and they legally can um, if they, you know, if if they're not giving to the foundation. Now, if they give to the foundation, they it has to go to a, at least a general sport. Uh, but if they give to the Garnet Trust, we can give it directly to that athlete. Gotcha. We will uh, wrap up today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour with Jeremy Smith coming up here on the game and the 107.5 The Game app. Welcome back in Garnet Trust Hour here on the game. Tyler Wes and Chris, a few more minutes with Jeremy Smith of the Garnet Trust uh, for today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour. You know, we talked a little bit earlier, mentioned several of these guys over the course of the hour. Obviously, Spencer Rattler getting set to go to the NFL to carry on. Joyner has obviously exhausted his eligibility. Xavier Leggett moving on to the NFL as well. And we've all had the opportunity to, to bring these guys in for Garnet Trust Hour, and they've obviously been a great partner with you guys at the Garnet Trust. Not just those guys, but all these guys that are now moving on that have exhausted their eligibility are choosing to go to the NFL. What have they meant to you guys over at the Garnet Trust being partners with y'all i mean meant the world i've built some very very strong relationships um with these athletes and um it's been invaluable um i definitely watch every game on every sport a lot differently Uh, i know the hard work that they put in day in and day out um and they they're passionate and they want to win and they want they want to have success and sometimes uh things don't go their way um that's part of life and uh you know i feel very very you know sad for them when when they when they have those tough moments um i think it's easy to sit back in the stands and and start screaming at you know play calls or or uh, you know scheming or all this kind of things and you know there's a lot more that goes on behind that 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 the fans don't see um and and that's and that can be frustrating i, I know that this past season in, in my seats we had a few loud individuals who kept screaming you know constantly this team's horrible this team's and i kept i finally turned around and said then why are you paying money to come watch them like wh- why they, wh- why are you making your life more miserable if all you can do is complain and then they i think they kind of got a little bit embarrassed and, and and sat down but but no but it, i mean it's 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 really 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 valuable to me and my my family has been very blessed to, uh, to get to know some of these players my son's uh, a seventh grader and he's getting to to meet uh, these players that are, are heroes to him and his friends and and get to know them and um, I mean, heck, uh, he uh, was a long snapper for his uh, football middle school football team, and uh, Hunter Rogers helped uh, help teach him how to <laughs> long snap. Um, that's pretty awesome. That's first team All SEC. Hunter Rogers, by yeah. the way. Absolutely. So no, it's it's been awesome. He he may be the happiest kid in Columbia uh, about your job. I feel like. Well, I, well I, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think Hunter Beamer's got a pretty uh, pretty well, good thing true. going, but uh, <laughs> uh, but no, but you know, it, it is. It's uh, it, it's 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 pretty awesome. I mean, I he supposedly according to him which again he's a seventh grader so take this with a grain of salt uh they executed the first field goal in middle school history at the school he's going to uh this past fall and he was a long snapper that that uh, snapped that ball so um he feels like he's part of history now so he's uh, he's he's, in the history book if it's true i guess at that level they don't kick a whole lot of field goals no no it's two-point conversion i guess it's been since the inception of the program but uh, this year they tried it in their very last game against uh uh, another school here locally and uh made it through the uprights hunter rogers uh can take a little credit for that too. There you I go, hundred F- Future coach, absolutely, Hunter Rogers, yeah. maybe, and uh, hopefully long long term long snapper in the NFL too, because uh, that that's one of the best jobs uh, in the NFL. <laughs> oh, for sure, an unsung sure. hero, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Um, speaking of unsung heroes, uh, n- not that we have to go through every single guy that that recently signed a deal with you guys, man, but uh, 
Luke Doty has kind of gone against the grain of today's college football. Yep. Stuck it out, stuck around, has played every role imaginable. Uh, much like to carry on has just kind of been like, I, I'm truly willing to do what the team needs. And that's not a platitude. That's not, uh, I'm just going to say uh, what I'm supposed to say in a press conference. Right. I've seen Luke truly do that. Yep. Um, how was it? Was it cool to to be able to to officially work with Luke? I know you've done some things oh my in gosh. the past. Yeah, but. no, it's this is this is this is it was awesome. It was one of my my favorite conversations to have. I mean, Luke is here um, for the right reasons. He's here because he wants to be a, a Gamecock, and um, he's uh, obviously a Myrtle Beach uh, um, you know, kid. And, uh, he just he deserves everything that he gets and more because he's done what is best for the team. Again, he's playing for the. Um, the name on the front of the jersey, and uh, we we couldn't ask for someone who has a who has a better um, grasp of of why it's important to to stay around and stay loyal. And, and again, going back to what we said earlier, he will be set for life no matter where he ends up. If it's in the state of South Carolina, he will be taken care of. And uh, we were so thankful that we were able to work with him on a more consistent basis in 2024 and uh, uh, and share a little bit of the nil nil love with him. When you look at you know it. I was going to ask a question about two years from now. I fully realize two years from now, I don't know how all this thing will look. You know, I mean, we might have all the guys out there playing and they're literally employees, you know, and they're collective bargaining. That's quite possible. Right. But let's say everything in the next couple years is what it is now or it's similar. And so you're still doing the exact same thing that you're doing right now. And Garnet Trust still has its same role in, in all this. What would be your your kind of dream scenario for South Carolina as far as how you work with athletes, what you can do for athletes while they're here and afterwards? You, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. just big picture, like what would be your dream setup? Yeah, I mean, my dream setup is to really help them. Um, and, I, and I know this, we said this earlier on when I've been on the show, is we really want to set them up for the 40 years after they're here, not just the four plus years they're here. Um, uh, the money, obviously, is something that they could uh, do something with while they're here, invest it, save it for the future. But we want to be able to set them up so that when they do leave, that they um, they have a brand that will follow them uh, throughout their career, no matter what they do. Um, so I, I would love it in a perfect world that there would be some sort of uh, rules around the, uh, the amounts of money, how it's uh, distributed, um, and where the money comes from, uh, things to that nature, but ultimately use that to help set them up for the future, um, you know, because that's, uh, you know, just like living at home, you're only at home for pretty much 18 to 20 years of your life, most people. And, and then you have, you know, 60, 70 years after that. And, you know, we want to set them up for that, that, that section of their life. And you mentioned that part about setting them up for years, whenever they're done playing football, you know, 30, 40 years, whatever it may be. Do you think like a lot of those guys understand that at this point, or is that something that they're going to eventually realize, or you maybe something you tell them about, or, you know, where do you think a lot of the guys fall when it comes to that? everyone's different. Everyone has a different background. We have to, we have to take every situation differently. We do our best. And and I say do our best. There's always room for improvement, but I I really think we, we try to explain to them what this could look like. Um, This amount of money, if, if invested properly, what that could look like just, you know, in a compounding situation, uh, you know, 20, 30 years down the road. And, and, and for some of these athletes, that's some considerable money. Um, it could, you know, it could set them up for life, uh, for retirement after that. I know it's hard at this age and, and you see a little bit of that money. You want to spend, spend it on something. Uh, I get that. Uh, I was that age once myself, but, um, we hopefully are surrounding them with the, the folks who can kind of get through and, and teach them that this is, uh, something, uh, that they need to take, uh, very seriously. 
Real quick, though, I want to say one thing before. I know we got to close up here very quickly, but um, on top of all the awesome stuff that the, the, the donors are doing to help us through this million-dollar match campaign, um, we also want to build experiences out. And one of the things that we're working on, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Roland Trout here in town, had talked to, to Coach Beamer at one point in time about an idea, and Coach seemed pretty open to it. So we sat down and put the pieces together, and, and Coach Beamer is, is, is all for it, is we're going to do a flag football tournament um, here in the early part of 2024. And it's going to be corporate sponsored, if you will. So corporate groups can, you know, 107.5 could have a team, if you will. But the cool part of that is they're going to be able to have a couple of the, the football players on the team with them. So oh, you could cool. be, you could have Lenora Sellers throw in the football to you or, or you know, Nick Harbor running past you at a million miles an hour. I mean, we're going to have it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be an experience that uh, fans won't ever forget. And we're going to try to do things like that a, a lot more in 2024 to help raise money but also give fans a chance to get closer to the athletes. We, we, we uh, want to draft Lenora. Let I, me go I, ahead. I was going to say, we'll go ahead and take the there. number one pick in the draft with that one then. Um, yeah, that sounds amazing, by the way. Uh, Jeremy, thanks so much for hanging out with us. I always enjoy you uh, coming in here and let us know what's going on with the Garnet Trust and everything going on with NIL. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure. Yeah, really appreciate it, guys. And thanks for all the fans for supporting us in the Million Dollar Match. Please uh, try to help us get that number up. We want to be able to get that full million dollars. Uh, and we're getting uh, closer every day, but we need your help. It ends on December 20th. All right, it's been the Garnet Trust Hour, Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, coming up next here on The Game. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.